Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 146 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this installment of the show, we have Stefan Christensen joining us in the studio. Stefan has been an active member of the New Haven, Connecticut underground music community for years, being involved in numerous bands, the best known perhaps his group Estrogen Highs. Since that group disbanded in 2015, Stefan has gone on to record several solo releases which have appeared on notable underground imprints like Ever Never, Loki, I Dishy Del Baron, and his very own sight recordings. Stefan's solo work strikes a nice balance between free noise overload and downcast singer-songwriter material, all informed by a distinctly DIY home taper sensibility. Stefan will be doing a live in-studio performance, and then he'll be hanging out for a little bit to discuss his solo work, his label, and some of the other things happening with the New Haven crew that he works closely with. And we'll also play a bunch of music throughout that ties into what we discuss. But before we get into Stefan's live performance... I thought I'd play a few tracks from some of his recent solo recordings, starting with this one called Brass City Part 2 from his 2017 release, Shake Off the Village.
slur For long confessions and boredom to nail Cut my fingers to avoid the grail just heard the track Braille from Stefan's Open Day 7-inch, the title cut from his City Code LP, and again at the very top, Brass City Part 2 from the album Shake Off the Village. And at this time, we're going to hand things over to Stefan, live in the KMSU studios.
All right. Well, I'm here with Stefan Christensen, and uh, thanks so much. That was an incredible set. Oh, thank you. Nice pared-down version of uh, what you performed last night. It sounds like you've kind of perfected that, which melds some of the stuff, that opening track from that record you did last year with some newer material. Is that kind of the direction, or that you've kind of conceived this as one consistent piece? I've been working on it sort of as a a set I guess that um, I sort of for the live uh, sort of presentation I work out sets that are you know they're I guess songs you know like yeah. they might be weird but I guess they're songs and they sort of um, I'll work out over time like at home when I'm just in New Haven playing local shows work out sets over time and then um, so for this tour I have a set that I'm working with. It it sort of changes and gets altered as it goes on. Like yeah. there's a degree of like improv or just things changing depending on how I do it. But yeah, it's basically an extended version. Um, like what I was just doing was an extended version of the first song on the city code record. Yep. And then um, going into a like tape manipulated piece that actually appears on a record that's coming out in September. Yeah, and we'll talk about that one here. Yeah. Well, you're you're touring right now through from the East Coast to the Midwest and back. You just yeah. missed your friends Mount Movers. Yeah. Tour schedules didn't align. <laughs> no. Which is interesting because you just put out this record, you know, the the one in your own label Seasight Recordings with with friends, which is essentially Mountain Movers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Mountain Movers Headroom. Yeah. That crew, the 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 New Haven crew and I that's one of those things that I find interesting is that right now it, it's you don't talk about scenes in the same way that you do, like maybe in the '90s, like yeah. Seattle grunge scene or Athens. But I feel like right now, when I think of scenes, it's like, oh, the New Haven scene, which might seem <laughs> odd for you, but as an outside observer looking in, I think of like, oh, New Haven has a lot of great stuff happening, or like uh, Sweden, Gothenburg. Like, there's cool stuff coming out of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a very tight knit community that you have there. Yeah. No, I mean it's a. Uh it's only sort of a scene. Yeah, yeah. There's six of us that make up Headroom <laughs> Mountain Movers, mine and Alexander stuff. And right. and we refer to it as the crew. Yeah. And uh, and then there's John Miller who does a lot of the recording and mastering and stuff mm-hmm. with us too, who's sort of the, the secret seventh member. Right. But uh, Like yeah. the fifth Beatle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because people have been saying that more and more like oh there's this scene in yeah. New Haven and we're, we we kind of laugh about how it's like oh there's there's like six or seven of us yeah <laughs> yeah the reality is it's just a group of you like hang out in basements right? yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> listening to records and playing music yeah right? yeah no we need to build this myth uh, it's massive there yeah I mean we we sort of like have joked about that that it doesn't uh you know it doesn't you don't need this army of people. It just takes takes a few to create the idea. Right, you right. Know? And for those of you who've <clears throat> been there for a while, who've been making music for a long time, I mean, all of you have been very active over the years. Yeah. We could talk about, you know, going back with your work as estrogen highs. Yeah. And maybe I can, we talked a little bit before we came here that that project was kind of your songwriting. Yeah. Um, to begin with and when it ended you were just kind of continuing on in, yeah. in a sense yeah exactly i mean it was um i think the sound transition because it wasn't uh i mean it was then at that point actually completely solo and i just could go off on whatever i wanted to not even thinking about how this would 
play live or if yeah. it ever would. And uh, um, it coincided with, I think, me changing directions of like what I wanted to be doing a little bit mm-hmm. and like pulling back from from a lot of songwriting and still i don't know i still consider myself to write songs yeah even when they're they're pretty weird i mean i'm not (laughs) i'm not doing like full improvisations most of the time you know it's it's pretty i get some stuff when i'm recording from doing improv stuff but a lot of even the more experimental or noisier stuff is often you know i work on a eight track cassette machine and and it's more of a in the studio working on that machine and and uh manipulating tape and and sometimes creating the illusion of a full band and sometimes yeah, right. not and yeah having done a record like this with you know the crew the the friends that are on there yeah. i mean does that spark any desire to want to to have a proper band or do you like I, doing as a solo thing still yeah i mean so i do it we haven't really played out all that much with like the i i put it together a band sometimes Mm -hmm. you know it's sometimes it's it's four or five people like on the record and then i've done it with just two other people Mm -hmm. and um i like i like it just being open between headroom and mountain movers we have a lot of schedules to (laughs) coordinate um and so i don't really want to bring a third thing into that for I think all of our sanity right so right. it can be more of like plus I like doing the solo thing and and just being able to like have my own thing and not really think too much about how to integrate other people how to schedule other people all that right. other stuff that comes with it um, but it's nice once in a while to then like be like oh let's for this show let's put yeah. something together and we're playing together enough that we can we can sort of just meld right into it right, and right. learn songs and whatever pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, and and get something together. So I do it with the full band sometimes. It would be fun to maybe get the full band thing out on the road at some point. But yeah. between Headroom and Mountain Movers tour <laughs> schedules, it's a, a little tricky. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that rhythm section's got to yeah, put in triple time. They're right? putting in a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> well, let's play something from this new record called Unknown Fortune. And this one actually features, you know, kind of the core of Mountain Movers. Yeah. It features uh, Rick and Dan. It's yeah. a track called Scraps. And uh, this is a, it's kind of a pared down yeah. song, pretty minimal a song. This is a very mellow song and, and very much a, a song. I mean, this was very written going in. And then Dan and Rick sort of featured on it, sort of just messing around with some miscellaneous instruments mm-hmm. that, were, that were in the studio. Yeah, so here is again the scraps from uh, Stefan Christensen and friends.
That, again, was a track from Unknown Fortune, a track called Scraps, very much in the songwriter mode. Yeah. Right? (laughs) You write songs. And uh, this came out on your label, which I now know is not called Seasight Recordings. (laughs) It is called Sight Recordings. Yep. (laughs) Messing with all of us here. Yeah. But... um, so give me kind of a, a, a timeline of how the label came to be. Because for the most part, I mean, you've been documenting a lot of the stuff, your work and kind yeah. of fellow New Haven groups. Yeah. Did that kind of start up after Estrogen Highs, you know, yeah. ended? Yeah. So it was it was the uh, early in 2015 that Estrogen Highs officially was done. Mm-hmm. And... I was already working on recordings and starting to put stuff together and so immediately it was like what am I going to do and I decided to just do a solo thing and just put it under my own name no band or whatever um, and w- was that the tape on Night People yeah eventually was it was a tape on Night People so initially I I released like a you know just no label that first tape um, and I I made I can't remember either 50 or 100 copies and Mm -hmm. I just sent them to a bunch of people and uh, yeah Sean Reed from Night People said he would reissue it um, as cassette again so it came out again on cassette so that sort of ended up being like site recordings 000 catalog number because that wasn't actually on the label but that sort of sparked the idea that like maybe there should be like something going here like if I'm doing something new and I don't have necessarily a, a like a label to back it right away like maybe yeah. I'll start releasing stuff and it, it coincided with 
with us really getting moving with a lot of stuff in New Haven. Um, so it started off just doing cassette releases um, and mostly New Haven stuff or Connecticut stuff. Um, but I also, I mean, I wanted it to do things other than that. Um, so even like in the initial batch of tapes, I did a the Oil Wave Surfers tape that was a Milwaukee project. And, okay, yeah. Um, I eventually did like a few Australian things connected with like No Barbecue and mm-hmm. X-Wave and that crew, like Matthew Earle's crew. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly the label sort of functions as like a, a document of New Haven and then I sprinkle in other things that I'm interested in along the way. Right, right, which is a nice segue because we have this uh, Reptile Ranch LP that you put out, a collection yeah. of their work, which, you know, I, I always thought when I was looking at your catalog, when I was first kind of discovering what was coming out, I was yeah. like, this one just stood out to me, like this, you know, little known DIY group from <laughs> yeah. the UK. Um, and like how this happened. And again, we were talking before this, that it happened pretty naturally and pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I, from the beginning of doing the label, I wanted to transition from from tapes to doing records. It was just mm-hmm. a matter of, of time and money and, and sort of getting the pieces in place. Um, I certainly didn't expect the first final release to be like a reissue project right, and right, like, right. Uh, you know, w- whatever, but it kind of just fell into place where, um, I mean, I'm very interested in sort of the UK DIY scene for a long right, time right. and um, collect a lot of the singles and stuff like that. And Reptile Ranch was a band that I had for a while had been interested in um going back some years getting like the mesthetics cds and those yeah. they had, like a track on there and i remember always like thinking that like saying goodbye was like a really good song was that which comp was that like the london one mm, i'm trying to think it's not w- the london one because they're from wales wales but, uh, okay because uh, i know they had like the regional or the city based yeah. comps and it's been a while since i've listened to it's those. been a long time for me since i did it straight from those comps so yeah. i can't remember but i mean it had to be Whichever one it was was connected with some sub scene smaller because they're from Cardiff, okay. Wales. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just randomly, with no intention of asking them to do anything, I was just wanted curious to see if I could learn more about the band and Googled their name. Yeah. And lo and behold, they had a website for their Z Block record label. Yeah. that hadn't put out anything since 1980. That's so crazy. And right. there was on there pictures and flyers and, and even MP3s of of live songs and, and all this history. That's pretty great, I mean, that they were so diligent about documenting and, and really archiving diligent. that stuff. Yeah, they sort of referenced um, that they, like, sort of always wanted to do, some like, some sort of document of the band and of, yeah. of that time. Um so I saw it and I thought about it for a, like a, not even very long, a few days, and then mm. I was kind of like, "This could that might be yeah. something here." Like I'm, I love this band. So I just ended up. I sent them an email, and f- you know, from the email address that was on the website, and you know, asked if they'd be interested in the poss- you know, discussing the possibility of some sort of like collection of their work. Yeah. And I mean, they emailed me the next day and we're like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point you had only had, I mean, this catalog entry is 14. I mean, it's not like you. I had only done cassettes at that point. Right, right. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool that they just saw like maybe your enthusiasm about the work and just went with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 
so we're going to play a, a track from this record and there are still some copies available like yeah. so if, if you're digging this if you're a fan of the uk diy scene which i'm guessing if people are familiar with your work they probably would have some interest in that yeah, connection yeah. to that but we're going to play a track that you picked out you said this is one of your your favorites it's called young executives and i'm just trying to look through the liner notes here like which Th this was like a comp track or this was, a seven inch. This track? was the it's the first song on their second seven inch. Yeah, from from their Z Block recordings. What else did they put out on on that label? Was it other they notable did. bands for that appeared on Mesthetic? So it was all stuff from Wales, and it okay. was they did their two seven inches. They did a compilation that had the real notable thing on the comp was Young Marble Giants oh, first yeah. appearances on there mm -hmm. who is somebody that they were playing shows with yeah um and hanging out with in Wales um and then they they did another comp 7 inch which is testing my memory a bit to remember what is mm -hmm. on that one but it's like i mean some pretty obscure bands from Wales at that time yeah um yeah. and i if i'm not mistaken that might be it the four releases mm -hmm. two of them being comps and then the two reptile ranch yeah did you have like some of the original singles yeah like i that? had the singles yeah yeah um, those couldn't have been that easy to track down or would you just like yeah discogging I, them back in the day yeah i i've been collecting the the uk diy singles for a while mm -hmm. and they're like yeah i mean it's a lot of just finding them online and, right, and ordering right. them they're surprisingly like until recently they were a lot of them were pretty affordable yeah with the exception yeah. of like a few like like really well-known ones but right. like a lot of the the weird obscure ones like were not really that expensive and shipping a you know one single from the uk yeah. is not bad either right <laughs> it's like because yeah, i'm thinking like some of those like tapes and stuff from that era like holy cow yeah hundreds that, yeah yeah so. yeah those are, i mean i've given up on trying to find a lot of those tapes <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> Would you want to play them? I mean, you'd yeah, probably exactly. digitize them right away. Exactly. But, well, let's play this. So again, this is Reptile Ranch and a track called Young Executives. Thank you. 
That again was Reptile Ranch from a collection of their, I guess, singles, some unreleased stuff. And yep. again, those uh, records, there's some copies still available, and you can get them from Sight <laughs> Recordings website yes, directly. exactly. Right? But uh, you also put out uh, another record recently that came out at the same time as that Friends record that we played uh, just a little while ago, and it's from your... I guess friend collaborator, yeah, um, who records under the name Alexander, but it's Dave Shapiro, yeah. who's to me uh, an interesting figure because he works in kind of a lot of different veins. From like, uh, and I guess the same could be said for you too, like you know playing in like Headroom, a heavy psych band, to doing like these folk recordings, yeah, to doing like straight up improv, yeah, related stuff. I mean, kind of a jack of all trades. And that seems to definitely. be something that. Um, there's a lot of cross-pollination, is that the word I want to yeah. use? Um, also going on, I think, with the crew that uh, you were talking about. Is that the case? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, Dave is a crazy, talented guy who, um, I mean, he is obsessed with guitars, builds them, repairs them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, is always working on on all kinds of stuff and you know he's been in a real way teaching himself to play the drums recently like really he's he's unbelievably focused in his uh um when he's working on something he like really does it and he has no issue with practicing and doing the same thing over and over again and like he really learns things and and uh i think it shows especially in his like acoustic guitar playing is yeah really striking and tell me i'm trying to think now the the other duo that you've done some improv work kind of the noisier end of the spectrum yeah so that's nagwal thank you which is (laughs) him a long-running project it's interesting i can actually I'll spill the beans on a little bit of change that's happened with that recently. But mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, Nagual is long running thing, a duo of yeah. him and Ian McComb, who is actually a, a drummer, also a guitar 
guitar player, super talented musician. Um, and the two of them, since they were in college together, have been doing Nagual, um, which has been, for most of its existence, was fairly like ambient um, right, right. guitar I've, stuff. And, I've heard some of the early recordings. They're a lot more like blasted yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was, was um, Ian was living in D.C., um, and Dave was in, in New Haven, obviously, and Ian would come up and like they'd play a show in New Haven or maybe they'd go up to Boston or whatever, and then they'd like do a recording session. And so they were doing that one weekend and they just called me and were like, oh, we're, you know, we wanna do something different. You wanna come down and, and play with us? And I was like, okay, sure. And we ended up doing something totally different, which was this super like loud feedback thing. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun doing it. We made a cassette tape from it, which sort of led to another one and led to a couple of weekend tours together. Right. Um, until eventually, and then we also did a, a seven inch for that on the IDSK Del Baron label, yeah. who I had worked with before. So we ended up with all these Nagual and Stefan Christensen releases. Um, and then eventually we were doing one more tape, which coincided with like a weekend tour. And this guy, Zach Rowden, who lives in New Haven, right. was collaborating with us on that. And Ian was like, Stefan, it's too many names. Like, I'm, you're in Nagual. And yeah. it, <laughs> so, so you don't have to put Nagual and Stefan Christensen. And Zach Rowden, yeah. And so <laughs> I, I was, it was sort of like a joke for a little bit about like, am I in Nagual or not? You know? <laughs> and, right. um, but the sort of thing that happened recently with Nagual is that actually Ian moved to New Haven. Um, and so he's there full time. And so him and Dave wanted to really get going with stuff. And then I was now playing in the band. Um, and so very recently we actually changed the name of the band. Oh, okay. And so it's called Center now. Oh, okay. And uh, Center will be doing its uh, debut cassette release on the Soundholes label okay. uh, from the UK. And Interesting. Yeah. That'll be coming out. I don't know, sometime down the line and we're working on a lot of stuff. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's transitioning and we're doing. So no more Nagual, no more Nagual, but sort of still Nagual. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Got it. (laughs) And does that, is that strictly a trio now or does it include the Zach? Um, No, I guess it's a trio, but we've already done some recordings that include other people, but the core of it is going to be, I guess us as the the trio. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's play something, though, from Dave's solo stuff. This yeah. is from the the album under the name Alexander, uh, The Pale Light Over the Dark Hills. And he doesn't title his songs. No. But this is the <laughs> second track, a, a beautiful track from yeah. the A side of this one. Thank you. 
right, again, that was Alexander in an untitled track from the release, The Pale Light Over the Dark Hills. And uh, you had mentioned, actually, earlier, you are at least alluded to that there is a new record that you have uh, in the works that's coming out in September. Yeah. And actually, this is not coming out on, on your own label. This no. is coming out on uh, Brute Directus, a great label out of France. Yeah, and yeah. cool that you're a part of that uh, catalog now. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about just the recordings here, because these kind of span, you know, a few years that you were working on material. Sure. Yeah. I mean, most of most of the stuff I make is made over a chunk of time and uh, sort of making recordings and then f- figuring out later, like where they fit together. Mm-hmm. So um, it's recordings going back, I guess, to a couple years. Um, and yeah, so connected with with Brute Direct, which was really cool. I was really honored to be asked to do something on the label mm-hmm. i think it's a really super cool right, label. right um but yeah i'd been working out recordings and so when he asked to do something it sort of gave me a push to figure out how to put it all together um i'm really happy with this record um it's the first record that i've done um that is completely solo um Mm -hmm. there's no guests or features or anything like that i play everything that's on the record um and yeah i'm just i've been really happy with with how it came out i'm I'm, i've listened to it so much and trying to mix it and put it together i'm i'm a little sick of it now (laughs) (laughs) that's often the case like when it actually comes out like "Ah, you're moving on yeah exactly but And, and interestingly i mean you said it comes out in september and I'm actually holding a physical copy yeah. in my hand, which is rare. I mean, yeah. just knowing how pressing plants work. And it, it came together pretty well and pretty quickly. Yeah, we got lucky. And it was it it came really quick. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it must have been just a, they had a little downtime at the pressing plant. <laughs> right, right. I wasn't expecting to have it for this tour. Um, it was like a fingers crossed maybe kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. it showed, I had it like, two weeks before tour started yeah Yeah. so um yeah it worked out really well yeah um we should mention then uh kind of some other activities that you have because you you mentioned the crew and like the next or the forthcoming release on your own label is going to feature kind of different variations of people like as a compilation correct yeah so the next release um is going to be a compilation um of basically the four main projects of our our crew so um it'll have um we actually just got it where it's like it's getting mastered right now so it's all set um but it's yeah it'll be an opening track from headroom a track a solo track by me and then flip it over it'll be a song from alexander and closed out with a mountain movers track oh nice yeah kind of a a psych rock sandwich yeah right like exactly the the heavy stuff on both ends yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) do you expect that to come out before the end of the year then i am i that is definitely the plan yeah um this has been a a long time coming we've talked about doing this compilation um and it just has taken time for whatever you know like sort of I think all of us have been like well I got this record I'm gonna this LP I'm doing I got this but we wanted to make sure that what we were putting forth on it was you know really strong material we wanted to be like you know a real 
piece of our our crew and to yeah, like yeah. not just like some like leftover songs that we put on the <laughs> compilation right, right um so we're really excited and yeah the idea is to get it out before the end of the year and hopefully do like in new haven do like a a cool record release show we have some With ideas everyone, about yeah. like having either everyone playing together or uh each project playing or whatever it's going to be but do like a a release and and have it be like you know, ten dollars to get in, twenty dollars yeah. to get in, plus you get the record or something like that. I think the goal should be that you create an evening of seamless music where just the members like it continues on as those yeah. are the step off and the other step in. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, that's a that, workout for your rhythm section. Yeah. There, <laughs> <laughs> that idea has uh, has crossed my mind also. Yeah. <laughs> like how they have like the the drone, like the ten hour, twelve hour yeah. continuous drone. It's like five hours continuous crew yeah. new haven crew <laughs> <laughs> holding it down yeah so, well that's cool um so that's something to look forward to in the horizon and again this new solo record which we're gonna wrap things up here and play a track from it's called unkept power this city's hold reference to new haven i guess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Lyric writing is like a funny thing where often it's sort of a stream of conscience for me and then yeah. the meaning sort of comes to me later. Yeah. But I think this has something to do with the city of New right. Haven. I guess I've been sort of caught up with that, yeah. with the city code record, which had some yeah, city references right. on it. I was going to say, the city's hold. Does it have a hold? Does New Haven have a hold on you? I, you know, it's interesting because that was like, uh, I guess it does in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I don't necessarily, I don't feel like like bound like a bad in a bad way to, <laughs> right, right. it's a positive place. thing like yeah, maybe it's a positive thing I don't some know. pride yeah being the neighbor uh north of new york city like you bond over <laughs> you, you being from new haven yeah not from the city yeah exactly right well thanks so much yeah. Stefan, for Thank swinging for having through me. mankato and uh it's been a pleasure having you here and uh let's get into this last track again. okay this is called unkept power
Well, Stefan had to push on with the rest of his tour, but I thought in the second half of the show that I would continue to focus on some of the things that he's been involved in and some of the other projects that are at the core of the New Haven scene. Starting off with something here from Headroom, which Stefan is involved in and is fronted by Chrissy, who is also in Mountain Movers. And I thought I would indulge a little bit in the second half of the show because I seldom get to play the epic tracks from uh, bands. And what I thought I would do is play a trio of epic tracks here to get us going again in the second part of the show. So this is from the most recent 12-inch EP by Headroom called New Heaven out on Ever Never Records. And this is a track called Skyliner.
become his father's father. And collecting suspicions of his wife's daughter.
Well, as mentioned in the last talk break, I seldom, I shouldn't say get the chance, but seldom do I get to play three epic, lengthy tracks like that in a row and was able to pull it off here in the second half of this show, ending there with the title track from the American Pastoral, again, 12-inch EP from Stefan Christensen. In front of that, we played The Other Side of Today from Mountain Mover's most recent LP called Pink Skies, out on Trouble in Mind. And then again at the very top, we heard from Headroom from their most recent 12-inch EP, also out on Ever Never, we heard Skyliner. I have a little bit of time left, and I thought I would play a few more tracks that were mentioned or at least alluded to, or at least from releases that were mentioned when uh, Steph and I were talking earlier in the show. And I'm going to play here a short little excerpt from Stefan's collaboration with Nag Wall, who he now mentioned is a name change and has fully incorporated him into the group. But this is from their tape called Number Two. This is an excerpt from the A side of that one.
And that's going to bring things to an end for this installment of the show. I want to thank Stefan once again for taking the time out of his busy tour schedule to swing by the studio to perform and to discuss his work for a bit. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this show, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the releases played and where you can purchase a copy if you'd like. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Check back in a couple of weeks for a new episode. And as always, thanks so much for listening.